coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to that's see you. That's why we're called, we're called Pitmaster and the Doc for a reason, guys, and that's it. Because I'm the Pitmaster and he's the Doc. Makes All right. Sense. Makes sense. Okay. We're going to talk about a few things, but the, the, the first topic we're going to cover is uh, UFC Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, good fights, um, not the best, but let's cover a couple from the from the top down. Uh, the top fight was um, James Vick against Geechee, um, and uh, wow, this fight had a lot of hype. Um, James was was was, uh, was hyping it. Geechee, um, Geechee was Geechee. Geechee has a very uh, there's a really dry sense about him. Like he's not really funny. He just he he's just he is what you see. He's you know who he reminds me a lot of um, uh, Dan Henderson in both the way they fight and in their toughness and in their demeanor. I think I think him and um, uh, Dan Henderson are a lot alike. They both are like really high level boxers. I mean boxers, wrestlers, but they choose to make very exciting uh, back and forth fights with their fists. They don't do much wrestling at all, and they're both probably. I don't. I don't know if he's the highest uh, level wrestler in the UFC, but he's very high re- a level wrestler, and I know for a fact Dan Henderson was as well. But for whatever reason, he just wants to make every fight a war. Every fight he has. Is fight of the night. Every fight he has is fight of the night. He's a he's a he's a powerful striker. I mean, look what he did to uh, James Vick. Look what he did to uh, to uh, Michael Johnson. He KO'd them both, and he in in like in dramatic fashion. And then look at his two last fights before this one. He was KO'd. In dramatic fashion. And he admits that. Yeah. He says, you know, my fighting style may be dangerous, but it's exciting. So, paraphrasing, he said something like that. Yeah. But, but he, he said, basically, he's going to go, something's happening in his fight. Someone's getting knocked out. And, and he delivered. This time he knocked out James Vick. He did, he did. Um, so, what do you break down this fight? What do you think? It didn't go very far. I think no. It ended in round one. Um and what do you think of James Vick's plan? His, I think uh, I think it started off well. Um, There's a lot of front kicks, like lot, trying to create or keep him at, keep him out. A lot of distance, a lot of straight punches. I think he was right in the beginning. It looked like oh, he's got the he's got the strategy down, but his mistake was going against the cage. Once you go against the cage, you got nowhere else to go. If you're Muhammad Ali going against the ropes, you can still lay, lay, lean over the back ro- uh, the top rope and avoid George Foreman's thunderous punches. Once you go up against the cage, you can't go back any further 
So I think he wanted to create more distance, but he felt his back, his head was against the cage. He tried to slide it a little bit to his right, but that it was too little too late. And um, he ate a, a, a powerful right hand, which was set up with kind of a pawing left. It wasn't really a left hook. It was kind of, he put his left hand out there and James reacted to that. And he came over with a right, a right hook, basically. And it knocked him out cold. So, beautiful performance. Um, it looked like he was going to go, you know, start his fight like he always always does. He just wants to bang. And he did bang. But one thing about him is, I'm sure he has a good chin. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, he's been knocked out a couple times. Gaethje has. But um, anybody's going to get knocked out that decides to stand there and bang. It's just... You're not going to stand there and, and catch uh, powerful bombs on the chin and not go down. And with Gaethje, if he lands a powerful bomb, bomb to your chin, you're going down. Because he has the knockout power. So he's a very exciting fighter. He's probably the most exciting fighter in the UFC today. He is to the UFC what Arturo Gatti was to boxing. Did you see him jump out of the cage? Jump back into the cage. He's doing backflips off of the top of back the cage. Backflips <laughs> off of the top of the cage. Like, how do you do that? That's like, I mean, you got to be so fearless to just jump up there and then do a backflip and front flip. I mean, the guys, are, I I wonder how he was as a kid. He, he probably got injured like every other day. His poor parents. He was, <laughs> and he's an exciting fighter to watch. He's right. I mean, he's like, something's going to go down. Something's happening in this fight. Um you know, I think he's going to be a fan favorite. He's definitely exciting to watch. Yeah, and I think I think well, we have a clip from it. Did you want to go see yeah. this? Yeah, watch this up there, guys. He kind of paused that left left out there. Doesn't really throw a hook, but it's all to set up that power right hand. It is, it is, Dan Henderson. That is exactly what Dan Henderson would do. In that circumstance. He's like a mini Dan Henderson. And, you know, he jumped on him immediately, too. Uh, he didn't give him any space. He's knocked out bef there before he hits. Right. And uh, That referee. Oh, yeah. I got to give it to that referee. Did he that jump, referee did he was there. That referee. There could have been, like, five more punches. And nobody would have blamed the ref. Because he had to get from point A to point B. But he flew in between them and to save uh yeah i think he prevented i don't I'm not, i think he prevented any more strikes to james he Smith, got one punch he got one punch did he get one more on the ground right but then then there was there was two three and four ready and this referee i i forget his name but um that referee did a, a hell of a good job See, uh, he definitely protected. got in there fast because gaethje did not give him he followed him to the ground he really did uh he's he, got that killer instinct he has a killer instinct or be killed instinct <laughs> And I don't. I, I honestly don't think he cares. Um, I don't think he cares which one. I really don't. I think. I, I'm sure everybody wants to win, but I don't. I just. I think he just wants to fight and bang, man. He's like brutal. But it was. It was. Uh, so that was that fight. Um. What What else we got? We got uh. The next fight. The next. Uh, the co-main. Or whatever they call it, it was a Michael Johnson, Andre Feely fight. Yeah, um, that was a good fight. Um, I thought I thought um, Andre Feely Feely won, um, barely. 
Um, I, I just think he won. People were just saying, some of the commentators were saying, if you go back and, and count the strikes on, on count for, you know, the count strike things. and But that's to me, that's not what a, a fight is. To me, it's how the fight looks when it's going. You know, unless you miss something, like a foul or something. But I, I thought... I thought it was really close, but I think Andre Feely won that fight. Um, I think he landed sharper, cleaner shots. Like when you do the significant strikes or, or or just strikes, it doesn't that that it doesn't say by looking at a number. It doesn't say like you can get hit with a significant strike and you can nap, you know, it can snap your head back, or you can get caught with a ch- shot that lands on your chin and almost jo- drops you. They're both considered significant strikes, but they're not the same. It's too subjective, and and no matter what those the numbers showed, um, I think uh, Andre Feely won that fight. And and part of it was was that head kick, which 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 almost landed or semi landed a couple times, and and you know credit to Michael Johnson. He's a, he's a very tough guy. Um, but is he southpaw? Uh, yeah. I think he's a southpaw. Yeah. He was throwing a straight left, which yeah. for him, he's a, yeah, he's a southpaw. And they kept talking about that straight left, but I don't think it was nearly as significant as the right leg um, of Andre Feely. So I thought Andre won. It was a good fight. It went. It went to decision. Johnson got out of that choke though. Yeah. That choke attempt was uh, he had was. plenty of time to finish that, and he got out of it at the end of that round. Right, and and which showed a lot of toughness. It did, but when you're judging, the attempted choke is worth a lot more than him getting out. Right. So, but he also uh, it was a split decision. It yeah. wasn't a straight up decision. No, it was it was a close fight. I mean, I would complain to myself. If, if I was in the corner of Andre Feely, but it wasn't such a lopsided fight where I would like try to, you know, go to the commission or anything. I, it wasn't that lopsided, but I definitely thought Andrew Feely won. But like with that, with that said, if I was in the corner of Andrew Feely and, and, and Andre Feely and he lost, I wouldn't complain. So, bang. Other than that, good fight. Um, the other fight was a Casey against Hill. Um, that was a good fight. Not a great fight. They, I don't know. There's just something missing in that fight. Um, I thought uh, Casey won. That was another split decision, I believe. And I, I, I do not see that happening, a split decision. But Angela did come in a lot, and she threw punches and bunches and a lot of flurries. But to me, they didn't have anything on them. And, and I thought Casey definitely won that fight. Um, so, And she, there's a nice technique that you, that you have a video of that of um, yeah that she, counter punch basically. like if you see that punch right there, you see that punch, it's right when when uh, Angela is throwing the right leg, boom. She's throwing a right leg and catching a right hand. You never want to catch a right hand hand to the face in exchange for a right leg to the leg. It's just. The ROI of that is just, it, it's, it's never good. And it makes absolutely no sense because the right leg to the, to the leg might hurt, but the right hand to the face might knock you out. The right leg to the leg is not going to knock you out, but
with the right hand to your face can. And think about uh, Gan McGee when he knocked out Pedro Hizo. I could think of, I couldn't think of him right now, but I could probably look back. There's probably been 10 or 11 fights ended with that right hand landing off of the leg kick. So it's, just, it's not worth it to throw a leg kick when someone that's taller than you, right? Like is in this picture is, she's so much taller and you don't want to stand right in front of them and throw a roundhouse kick where she can uh, land the right hand and she did get caught with it. It didn't knock her out or even really daze her much. It didn't look like it. But her hands weren't up or protecting her face, so. It was a solid punch, though. It, yeah, it knocked her back. Replay. It was a good, it's just a good video clip of that. It technique. was, it was. And, and, and even if it doesn't really hurt, it's a significant strike and it scores big for the judges. So that was one of the, that was one of the biggest, uh, most significant telling strikes of the fight. And then there were some takedowns and some other things. But uh, it was a good fight. Not a great fight by any means. But, but then we got the fight before that one. Oh, not that one. That one was, that was the, the one part, Yeah, it. that was a knockout. Um, That's Ellenberger and Bam Bam. Yeah. Barbarina. Yeah. That was a knockout that just happened too quick. And, and Barbarina is like, he's like... He's pretty freaking brutal. I mean, he is. He doesn't really have a show. Oh, you went off on there. Oh, I turned it off. Oh, it, it. He doesn't really have the the um, the. He doesn't have the physique of a knockout fighter, whatever that means. He just doesn't look like he's in top top shape. But whatever he's doing is working, and and he's he is a. Um, he's a he's a legit fighter, and and he knocked out Ellenberger. Uh, knocked him out, and um, and Ellenberger quit after the fight. He didn't quit; he retired. And and he's had a lot of fights. He's had like forty something pro fights. He's put on a shit ton of great fights. He's one of the toughest guys around. And and um, he retired after the fight. He put the gloves on the on the mat, and it was a really touching moment. And said he can't wait, you know, his family, and can't wait to get back and spend more time with them. And and I think Brian, I think Bar Brian Barberina. I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, championship material, but he's definitely contender material. He's 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 surprised the shit out of a lot of people, including I think uh, uh, the darling uh, uh, Sage. Didn't he? Didn't he beat Sage? I think he beat Sage in his, like, one of, one of Sage's first fights. So, um, so that's what I think about that. Um, yeah, it was one of his first fights, wasn't he? But anyway, he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a contender. He's definitely a contender, and, uh, and I don't, I don't, um, not much more to say about that. Great, great job. Um, in his career, Jake Ellenberger, him and his brother were great fighters. So, uh, who else we got? Uh, we got, <laughs> what round was this one? This is, this is pretty brutal. Um, I think it was, I think it was in the first round. Well, it could not, I don't think it was. It was a body TKO. Oh yeah? Was oh, it? well, which one? This one? No, no, no. The one you're talking, the next fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Figueredo fight. I think and John Moraga. Yeah, I think uh, that was I, round I think two. It was round two. 
good, both of them brutal sluggers, but uh, Figueroa, man, that guy, I, you know, John Moraga is such a tough guy. I, I honestly thought he was going to win that fight. Um, but cause just because I don't know uh, Figueroa that much, but man, he's got everything. He's got all the skills down. And he, I think he was knocking him out already. And then I think what he, he kind of, he hit him with a body shot, but I think he was. I think uh, John uh, Morego was down already, so that was a good fight. But he he was done after he got hit with that body shot. It was kind of on the right side. They were saying he hit him in the front, but it looked almost like a liver shot. Did it? And he was just done. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a that was a pretty brutal back and forth uh, war. And and like I said, I not knowing uh, Devison, his first name. I I never heard that name before. Devison. He's a Brazilian guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. from Brazil, and and uh, John Morega, I think he's from, like he's he's Mexican. I think he's from like either L.A. or New Mexico or Arizona. I don't know, but he's tough as shit. And I thought he was gonna win that fight. And he, this guy is a fucking brutal animal, man. Not yeah, a bad way. What was with that post fight celebration? Did you? Yeah, see it that? was kind of it was kind of like a a longer version of the. Digging the Tito. Is it, that was a lot. Yeah, Tito uh, Ortiz. All right, I've seen celebration where like Sage will do a front flip. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Or someone will jump on the top of the cage. This is like an elaborate. He's like digging a hole. It wasn't even a. It wasn't he's, even. He's burying a body. He's covering it up. It took like twelve <laughs> minutes. He's like, but that was a. It was like he's digging a fucking pipe hole because it was like it was really too long for his <laughs> opponent. He was like digging like one end of the cage to the other. Then he was putting the dirt back. Then he was patting the dirt on the cage. It was a long celebration. Yeah, and then he was like saying a prayer or something. It was, it was a bit much. I wasn't crazy about it. Who was that? Who else was fighting? <laughs> that was... It, it was. It was a bit. Bro, you need to shorten that one. That was. That's. That was kind of. It wasn't. Yeah, it was like doing like charades or something. We're trying to guess what he was doing. All right, here's one. Tim Williams. Eric, uh, Eric, Eric Andrews. Andrews um, Eric Andrews has got a lot of hype just because he's from yeah. the NFL. He played for like number one Alabama. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing pretty well. For yeah, himself. I thought t- Tim won the first round. Second round, he probably didn't. But the fight was up in the air. It could have gone either way after in the third round. Uh, I remember Tim. I don't know how many fight, fights he has, but he was on the Ultimate Fighter the season I was, and he's a really fun guy. He's a really nice, nice guy. He just really, he's fifteen and five. I don't. Know, he must not fight very often. I don't know what else he does. Where's he from? But he fights out of uh, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, he was on Ultimate Fighter the season. Uh, I think he ended up getting injured and didn't make it to the semis or anything, but. Uh, he was, he's a good guy. Um, and he, he had a really close, the first round he won, uh, he, he was just going, he was, he was going at it, moving a lot, but landing. Uh, but then the second round he started, Anders started gaining more momentum, coming forward more, his strength was taking over. In the third round, he got caught and he hit the ground. Oh, he got, he, uh, Anders caught his leg and he hit the ground. And he, like, instead of, like, timing it, rolling to his back and trying to pull guard or kick at, at Anders' legs, he, like, put his hand up kind of in a half-assed way and stood up. But he was, like, one or two feet away from Anders. And Anders just socked. As soon as, 
As soon as his hand came off the ground, the second... I mean, it was close. Yeah. You had to see it from the other angle to see if his hand was even on. So the rule Wait. is both hands down yeah. or one hand? Yeah, it would have been it would have been legal anyway. But it, but the point the the thing that almost looked like it wasn't it almost looked like his knee was on the ground too because he was barely standing up, but his knees were completely off the ground. He wasn't even on the bottom of his feet. I don't even know if that was legal. I gotta watch that again. See if his well, we got it here. I'm gonna see if the bottom of his feet were here, on the ground. Watch it. Let me see. Let's watch this. Okay. Uh, yeah. His feet are... He's off his knees. Yeah, but are his feet on the ground? His feet have to be planted on the ground. I don't know the rules. So it's yeah, one hand down is... You can kick him? You can kick him with one hand down, but I don't... Uh, I thought they were uh, debating whether or not that one hand was up yet. No, it doesn't matter. They, but it doesn't matter. And they also said it doesn't matter because they, they're doing the new rules in that state, so... But the ti- I don't th- the timing. Well, he also mentioned in his post fight interview, Anders, that he had let him get up twice, so it was kind of the third get up. Like he wanted to strike, and then he went after him as he was getting up. So it was pretty brutal. Um, it was a, it was a pretty it was brutal a soccer, soccer kick. kick as he's getting up, yeah. and they just laid him out. And it was just it was super bad timing and distance perception by. Uh, but Anders didn't go on him after that either. No, he knew. He was done. He could tell the way he fell. So, hey, great, great job. And, 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 and that, that's a really, really good lesson, guys. So what's wrong with this technical getup? He's got his hand in front of him. Because he's close enough to be kicked. doesn't matter how, where your hands are. He closed the distance, though. He came yeah. in on him. Yeah. But no matter, but he was in, he was going in momentum. I mean, so what is, I mean... Unless the referee stands him up, then you uh, can't hit him. It was brutal. It was brutal. So it was just a bad. It was a bad. Uh, it was a little bad call on on William's side on the on the distance and and the timing. But with that said, any other sport, you make a little bad judgment call on the distance and the timing. You might strike out, or you might not get a a, a basket, or you might not get a, a touchdown. But in this sport, one. One inch, right? One inch wrong, or one split second wrong, you can get knocked the fuck out, and he did. So, I feel bad for him, but, bang, that's what happens in the sport. So, it was a pretty good card, not a great card, but, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. Was there a prelim fight you were talking about? Uh, Krause? Krause? Uh, James Krause? Yeah, yeah. James Krause, man. I didn't get to see this one. Did you see yeah. this fight? Yeah, and he's fighting a really good guy, Worley Alves. Uh, Alves. Um, and he did like a fake kick where he like went to throw a kick and then flicked up and just changed it to a knee. It was fucking beautiful. And uh, yeah, his coach, Mark Montoya, uh, who also trains uh, Anthony Smith and, and uh, Dreamy Eyes, Chris Camozzi, uh, he has a really good camp in uh, in in Denver, and he trains uh, uh, James Krause. And they have been working on this technique in the dressing room and throughout, I mean, their camp. He has some videos of them training that same technique, and it worked beautifully. Like, he faked a leg kick, and then came up with a knee. So, like, the guy was expecting a uh, leg kick, and then he got caught with a knee, and he got, uh, he got dazed, and, and James finished him off. Great job. I think James has just dropped down to 45, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, is that what he was? 45 or 70. Sorry. He came up from 55 to 70. Sorry about that. I was mistaken. Um, that knee, though, was, uh, I think I saw a highlight or something. Was, that was right down the middle. Right, yeah. Yeah. That was but if you watch, you try, try to go back, you guys, and watch that. And it's like a knee, it's like a, it's like a leg kick. And then he taught, it's a beautiful technique. Very creative. Like I said, Mark Montoya, uh, his trainer, um, is, is doing a fat, fantastic job. He has some really good fighters out there. I know Stepik and him are close, and I think they work a little together. And, uh. I know he works with Anthony Smith, and he's doing a great job. And uh, I think Kraus is 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 rising right now, and uh, I think he's on a, he's on a streak. And uh, yeah, I, I see I see uh, I see good things happening for James Kraus. Were you talking about a prelim fight that went too long? Yeah, and I don't know which one. There was one where the referee got uh, like the referee got basically suspended for the rest of the night. They didn't. Uh, they didn't even use them anymore. That was the early prelim? Or yeah, pre- I don't know which prelim. one. I have no idea which one. I, I heard it was like, should have been stopped and it wasn't, and the referee did a terrible job. Any of you guys out there know, let me know. But I want to go watch that one. But I didn't, I didn't, uh, I'm going to go have to go back and look and, and see. I'm sure it'll be online. But uh, good fights, not great. Um, bada bing. I don't know. We got some upcoming fights. Who we got? Oh, Till against uh, That's, Woodley. That's uh, coming up September Eighth, mm. yeah, Darren Till fighting again. Yeah, should, what do you think about that fight? Uh, I think it'll be something like uh, Woodley against uh, Wonder Boy Johnson. Um, I think I think Till hits a little harder, so he has to be a little more cautious. But I think I think um, I think it'll be a lot like that. Oh, now they're fighting. Yeah, years fighting Zabit. That's oh, they got a fight. So last I saw was to be determined. Yeah. So Zabit's got a fight. Yeah, he was. They were gonna fight, and and Yair just pulled out for this one. That should be interesting. Yeah, I can't. I I'm interested to see that one. So, so that's that. But we we'll be covering all these fights. We did a bully seminar this weekend. Oh yeah. Sixty kids showed up. It's anti bully seminar. Same right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anti bully proof seminar. Um. We had like 60 kids and, and uh, I don't know, man, I started off just like, I just wasn't feeling it for like the first 10 minutes and there were these 60 kids, you know, I was like, all right, don't get bullied. Yeah, nobody takes your lunch money. And I just, I just wasn't feeling the, the energy. And then all of a sudden I did. It just hit me. I don't know, one of the kids raised his hand. Something happened. It was like, boom. All right, don't ever let anyone take your lunch. And then, uh, so my, my thing for, for kids is... Don't ever hit out of anger. Don't ever hit over words. But don't ever let anyone take your lunch money. And don't wait till they hit you first. Because so many parents say, never throw the first punch. And that would be as stupid as telling a cop, never take the first shot. I mean, you don't wait till you get punched to, to punch back. You don't wait till you get shoved to punch back. You wait till you feel like you're in danger, whether it's, a kid feeling like he's in danger of getting beat up, or an adult where he might be killed. You don't wait to get hit first. You don't wait to get shot first. You wait until you feel like you're in danger, and then you stop that danger, whatever that takes. And, you know, that's hard. That's a hard one to explain for kids because, you know, I mean, it is. But 
I'd rather get it wrong on the side of hitting too much than get it wrong on not hitting enough and ending up in the hospital. So there's a fine line. I don't want to create any bullies, but I don't want any bully magnets, any bully targets, or any kids that, that, that are going to hate their life because they've been bullied in school. I'd rather the kid get suspended than hospitalized. I'd rather the kid get get expelled than put in a coma. So, what do you think about that? How does that go over in this day and age with families, like parents? Well, like, one of the things in schools is, around here, is zero tolerance for fighting back against That's bullies. That's not just around here. Oh, it isn't? I doubt it. I think it's probably nationwide. Okay. So, yeah, so the zero tolerance policy, does that bleed over into the parents? It sometimes does. So I have, my thing is, I have zero tolerance for zero tolerance. And I say, it's better for you to get suspended by that teacher saying, don't hit back, ever. I don't care if they're beating you and stomping you on the ground and you're in a semi-coma. You do not hit back. That's morally and ethically wrong, and that makes you the bad person. That's what they're, that to me, that's what the kids are hearing. And they're scared, not only scared of the bully, but when they get that confidence where they'll fight the bully back, now they're scared of the teachers and the uh, administration. So I don't want any kid to be a bully, and I don't even want them fighting over words at all. Like, I don't care if they're arguing or... The kid calls his mom a fat, ugly bitch or whatever. You don't ever fight over that. But the second they're about to touch you or about to attack you, you fight back and you fight hard. And, and, and during the seminar, I had tons of parents. And when I started to say that, I said, first of all, do I have any parents here who disagree with me? Because I'm saying right now, do not let the kid hit you first. Hit first. And it's better to be suspended than, than hurt. If you guys, anyone out there disagrees with me, please raise your hand and let's talk about it. And I had all the kids over here, the parents were over here. Not one parent raised their hand. They go, no, go ahead. So I, I didn't have one parent you know, disagreeing with what I'm saying. I'm not, and I'm not saying, yeah, he gives you a bad look, beat the shit out of him. I'm not like trying to create a bunch of bullies, but I'm trying to create a bunch of kids that aren't ever bullied. Because being bullied bleeds over to your bleeds you like that word bleeds it bleeds into your adult life that kid that's being bullied his whole life he's going to turn out to be a, a i don't this I, a bitch basically how many of these school shooters do you think were bullied the one that what it was so stupid was that one remember the one with the shaved head girl that acted like she was just a complete I don't know if she was mentally ill or something, but she was like, yeah, it's a guns, NRA. Man, this guy, I knew he was crazy because I used to pick on him. Remember that one? No, which shooting was that? The, the Parkland one. Oh, wow. No. Then there was that hog there guy. There was one like today or yesterday. Yeah, there was one yesterday. But it wasn't a school shooting. It was a... It was an event. Yeah. But it was still people that... Uh, it was still a, an event. It was probably someone that was bullied a lot and... and, and it turns you crazy. You hate your life. You hate everyone. When you're confident and your kid, when your kid's confident, he loves life. When you're not confident and you're always down and depressed and scared and intimidated, you hate life. You have to strike back. Like that, you know, like like the shooters. Most of the school shooters, they're not the confident kids. They're the scared little unconfident kids that are that are getting picked on a lot. So do your kids a favor, guys. 
Have them train in martial arts. Have them build confidence. All right, it's better to be. It's better to be confident. You never hear Joe Rogan saying, "Whoa, that guy's too confident." You just don't hear that. Okay, but with that said, the confidence has to be backed up with skill, or as I like to say, you need competence to have true confidence. So you need to. They need to have the skill to be confident. Right? Or else it's just a false sense of security. So what do you think happened with Nagano in his last fight? Loss of confidence? Because he seems to have an ego. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he lost... I mean, that confidence is... I think there's a lot more to it than that. Because he didn't get, like, just KO'd or, you know, just knocked out cold. I mean, I don't know if it was his confidence level or, I mean... It was just a, it was an unwillingness to engage. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe... maybe. So maybe that does have something to do his confidence. Not having... You know, it's not like I'm scared to get hit. I'm scared to get knocked out. But I, I maybe he's thinking, yeah, I don't hit quite as hard as I thought. And I can't just knock everyone out anymore. So maybe lacking the confidence did prevent him from pulling the trigger more. But it's, yeah. It was, it's just an interesting, it'll be interesting to see his next fight and how that goes down. I think there's going to be a lot riding on that for him. Yeah. I think he might have a fight scheduled. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some great fights coming up though through the end of the year. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be rocking on this one, guys. So um, keep keep watching this podcast and make sure you subscribe and share it because this is I mean if this not, is the number one growing podcast with a doctor and a martial arts pitmaster in the world. <laughs> in the world, it is. It's the number one podcast in that demographic. Thank you. See, because <laughs> we're we're killing it. So anyway. Great fights. Don't leg kick somebody if they're close enough to punch you in the face. Don't stand up if you're on the ground if you're close enough for somebody to soccer kick you in the head. And if you have a kid or if you are a kid, it's always better to be suspended than comatose. And remember that. I like that. All right. John, next time. See you.